This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to get an update on home loan rates and talk about the differences between a decelerating market versus a depreciating or appreciating market and what that means for you. We're also going to talk about testing for lead-based paint, who needs it, what the test entails, and how to get rid of any toxic material found in your home. And we're going to talk about bathroom renovations. A lot of people are choosing to update their homes in lieu of moving, so we're going to give some tips and insight into planning this type of project. I know, personally, I'm a little intimidated by a project of that size because it's, it can be stressful, so we're going to learn a little bit about that. In studio with us today is Erica Slayton, a home loan expert with Wallach & Volk and a regular contributor on the show and one of my favorite people. Aww. Erica, welcome back. Thank you. Great being here. <laughs> Also in studio with us today is Mike Marlowe, the owner of Veteran Home Inspections and an expert in lead-based paint testing and risk assessment. Mike, welcome back to the show. Yeah, good to be back. And we have first-time guest Charles Loveless, a home renovation expert and the owner of Renovate Paint and Design. Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right, so uh, just a quick note. So I found Renovate Paint and Design. It's the first time here. Uh, I found them by doing my Google searches and finding companies that are well-represented, well-respected out there. And we've had some great conversations. So I'm looking forward to my listeners getting to know them. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video versions or podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring guest businesses on the show, which helps a lot if you're listening to the show or you're watching and you're like, oh, I missed uh, you know, how to get in touch with Erica to get what it is that I need. Well, her information is going to be right there on the website. This show reaches thousands of listeners each month on KTSA here in the greater San Antonio area and over 30,000 last month on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And Erica, I mean, your clip did over 2,500 views. Woohoo! Yeah, well, I guess everybody's like, hey, what's going on with the, exactly. the home loan industry? So if you run a small business that services homeowners, buyers, and sellers in the greater San Antonio area, and you want to be on the show, just go over to homebuyertalkradio.com, click on the link to apply. All right, so Erica, yeah. let's, let's hear it. What is the latest? What is going on with this crazy market? Crazy market. Well, it's really interesting because... Exactly what I said the last time I was on the show, which was when they raise the Fed funds rate, mortgage rates come down. And guess what? They raised the Fed funds late la- rate last Wednesday and rates came down. Again? <laughs> they came down again? Yes. And the reason is because it ties into inflation, just like we've talked about before. When the Fed funds rate goes up, what they're trying to do is they're trying to slow down inflation, right? It's just It's just taking that wheel of the economy and just slowing it down a little bit so that things don't continue to go out of control. You know, your subway doesn't cost you six ninety nine; it's $11, right? So we want to get that down again. So that's basically what it is. And so we've seen a really great rally last week. We saw a really great rally so far this week, and it's just looking like things are just going to continue to get better as long as inflation starts to get under control. And, um, you know, as we head into the recession, Rates are going to continue to go down as well. So where are the rates at now? Give me the range that we can find them at right now. So we're still looking at, you know, anywhere from the um, mid to high fives into the low sixes, depending on your loan program. There's a fantastic veteran loan program out there for Texas uh, veterans, which is called the Texas Veteran Land Board, that right now is in the low fives, mid fours. So nice. if you're, okay. yes, it's fantastic. I'd quite a bit of those. So so explain this decelerating market thing. So a decelerating market, if you think of it like this, you were going 110 on the toll road. What? Uh, of Prove course. It. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only the ticket does. But, right. but you were uh. going 110 on the toll road. And 
things started slowing down because you see a police officer ahead, right? You're mm-hmm. like, let me just kind of slow down a little bit. That's a decelerating market. We're not growing as much as we were. We're not seeing $50,000 over asking price anymore for homes. We're still seeing over, but we're not seeing as much over. We're starting to see sellers kind of adjust things to where maybe they're not giving um, or getting so much for their house. They're having to give a little bit, maybe. Um, they're, I'm seeing a little bit more in seller paid closing cost. I'm, se- I'm starting to see sellers now paying a little bit of like, maybe I'll pay for your survey. Whereas before, a couple months before, it was the buyer's paying for everything, right? So a decelerating market just means it's starting to slow the pace of price growth. Which actually converts now from a, more of a seller's market to somewhere in the middle between seller and buyer. Exactly. It's more of a balanced market. Right. And that's Which what I want to see. Yeah. I don't want to see it this crazy out of control. And and realtors don't either. Nobody wants to see this crazy out of control because it's not sustainable in a market. Mm-hmm. So decelerating does not mean prices are going down. That's what that basically the, the gist of it is. It just means that prices are not growing as fast as they were previously. But they're still going up. They're still going up. The projections and all of the different uh, economic forecasts that I've read is an average of 8.9% increase for 2022 at this point. And probably for a home, for a home 8.9% increase this year. Is that here wow. in the San Antonio area? Or are you talking national? This is nationally. Okay. But it's got to be more here in San Antonio, right? We might be mm-hmm. equal to I don't think we'll be a lot more than that personally. Really? I just don't think that San Antonio is um, the kind of market that we we're going to see a 20% increase like Austin. Oh, I was going to say Austin. Austin, Austin is out of control crazy. Yeah. But I think that, um, you know, if I was a um, home seller selling my house 8.9% greater this year than last year, it's not really a bad return on your money. And the bottom line is, is that like a depreciating market means that your house price is going down, Right. That happened um, in the Great Recession in 08, 09. That's when prices went down. And the, in the last three recessions, that's the only one that it happened. And that was purely because of supply and demand. There was a huge amount of supply of homes back then and not a lot of demand. And the lending standards were insane. I mean, if you pretty much had a pulse, we could loan you money. And that's not the case. So we're not in a depreciating market. No. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, so we're in an appreciating market, but it's not a whole lot. At it's least just in- slowing. That's slowing. all it is. So instead of going 110, now you're going 80, right? So now you're going the speed limit, which is the balanced market that we all want to see. Gotcha. So the depreciating is where you're seeing prices drop. Yeah. The appreciating or the high growth is where you're seeing, you know, what we saw last year, for example. The decelerating just means the growth is not as much as it was before. So instead of a 20% gain like you would see last year, you're at, you know, 8.9% this year. More reasonable. More reasonable. So you guys have a cash to win program over, you we guys do. are running that. So tell me a little bit about that. We do. So basically there's programs out there that allow you to be like you're a cash buyer. And that's an advantage when you're trying to purchase a home because a seller is still in a multiple offer situation. So when they're looking at offers coming in on the table, they're like, oh, well, you know, we've got Mike over here who has a conventional loan with 20% down. You know, we've got Mark over here with a um, FHA loan with three and a half percent down. And then we've got Brooke over here with cash. They always say cash is king, right? So basically Wallach and Volk came out with a program called Cash to win because we're still doing a loan for you, but Wallach and Volk is buying the house for you. And then five or seven or 15 days later, we'd sell it to you. Okay. So we are the cash buyer and then we sell it to you. Wow. So it's great because there's a 1% fee for it. 
because we're using our money, right, to go buy it for you. And all of the programs that are out there available to consumers all charge fees. Ours is just very either in line or lower than most of the programs anyway. And so what we do is we come in, we do the appraisal after the fact. The inspection's already done, though, before we buy the house to make sure you're buying a good home. And then we sell you the, the property when you're ready to actually close on it, which so is usually within 30 days easily. All the other costs would be the same. All the other costs are the same. And then you're looking at on a $300,000 house, a $3,000 fee that would be attached right. to the house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or to the sale on for, your side. For the cash to win program And the agreement to buy is already in place. It's already in place. So it mm-hmm. just runs smooth. So we, we contract with the seller as the buyer. We contract with you as the buyer from us. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows what the price is. It's not any different because right. we're not making a profit on that. We're just simply buying it at a convenience so that you don't have to be a loan borrower anymore. You're a cash buyer at that point. Does that extend closing time for from the homeowner's from buyer's perspective? Does it no, it doesn't. And the reason we can close with the seller of the property on the cash to win very quickly because we're a cash buyer, right? So there's no loan. When we're going back to sell the house back to you, though, we're already started on the process with you. Right. When you're out shopping for a house, we've already verified employment. We've already gotten all the docs from you that we need. And we're already in the process anyway. So then when you find a house, now we're just going to go ahead and start working on the property stuff while Wallach and Volk is buying the house cash so that we could close in as little as five days after Wallach and Volk already owns it. Or you could say, I don't want to close until July because I want my first payment to be September 1. And that's fine. You'll lease it back from us on a per diem basis, like a per day charge as if it was your mortgage payment. So you can actually move in after the bank. Yes. Before you actually buy. Right. That's Mm -hmm. even better. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a really great program. It just gives you that extra edge or advantage when you're trying to find a house and you're tired of losing out to other people that are, we have a lot of wealth right now. I know that some people are feeling the pressure with gas prices and food prices, but there's a ton of wealth from real estate that's been generated. We have a lot of people that we're seeing six figures, six six and seven figures sitting in the bank from selling houses. So they've got all this cash that they can come and buy a house. Yeah. So. And, and that really levels the playing field. So I really it like does. that. It's yeah, cool. it really does. It's All right. Really so neat. folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? It's My website is going to be letstalkmortgage.pro. My Instagram is letstalkmortgagepro. And my Facebook is letstalkmortgage. Easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you got YouTube going on too, right? I do. Let's talk mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's called consistency and branding. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, Erica. Well, thanks You're for welcome. coming in. I appreciate that. All right. So next up on the show is going to be Mike Marlowe. Um, we're going to, he's the, the owner of Veteran Home Inspections and a regular guest on the show. We're going to be talking about lead-based paint testing and risk assessment in this one, which um, in San Antonio area, we have a lot of homes that are pre-1978, and that's really kind of the threshold. Right. Right. So tell us a little bit about who this applies to and why they should get it tested. So. Every buyer of a house has the option to go out and get a lead-based paint inspection on pre-1978 houses. So lead paint was um, you know, banned at the end of 1977. So that's why our target on this is pre-78 houses. Gotcha. Um, Don't be shy. <laughs> no, I just completely <laughs> lost my train of thought. So pre, okay. there, it was okay to use lead-based paint before 1978, but exactly. then the government came down and said, hey, we're having health issues or whatever associated with it, so they put a stop to it. So what comes next? Okay, so they they banned it in 1978. So that's when we moved to our traditional latex, oil-based paints that we still use today. Right. 
Um, and thankfully, they haven't found anything to mess us with us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just wait, right? Not yet. Yeah, just wait. Um, so the biggest concerns are the health concerns of lead-based paint. So it gives off lead dust, um, and then everyone, of course, has heard of you know, paint chips and all mm-hmm. of that. The biggest concern is actually the dust that comes off. Young kids crawl on the floor, get the dust on their hands. Where do young kids' hands go? In Straight their to mouth. their mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how you, you know, can really quickly end up with a lead-poisoned child. Um, it does affect everybody. Uh, it affects young kids more, but even adults, lead paint will affect you. Wow. So, um, so where do we normally find lead-based paint? Is it uh, outside, inside? Where is it at? It, it can be either. Um, it was used outside a lot more and a lot longer. Uh, but we still find lead paint inside on houses all the way up to 1977. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's less likely on newer houses, but it's not a certainty. And what was interesting in our conversation is how, like, where you have a door that closes, yep. right? So the door is painted. The trim is painted, and then you have this friction that occurs there. Right. I had right. never thought yes. about that, uh-huh. but th- there is. There's definitely. Yep, and that's what really contributes to it. To it. You know, doors, windows. We see it a lot on windows, stair yeah. treads, um, mm. you know, where you're walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baseboards, uh, things like that. That's the really common areas that we find it. But I don't think there's a component in the house that I have not found lead paint on at some point. So how do you know if you have lead paint in your house? Well, you need to get it inspected. Um, the There's two ways. Well, first thing would be is if it's older paint, right? I mean, because it would have to have been there for a while. Right. We want, if, if everything is, you know, if it was after 1978, the chances are very, very low. Yeah. Um, the only exception I would say is if you've got reclaimed wood that you've brought in. Oh, well, excellent point. Mm, That's yeah. a good one. Um, yeah, very good point. So if your reclaimed wood has paint on it, that's something you should have tested. Right. Especially if it's going into baby's room or something. Uh, if right. it's going anywhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so two ways to test it. Um, we have a piece of equipment called an XRF gun. It literally takes an x-ray of the paint <laughs> and tells me right then and there if there's lead and how much is the concentration of the lead in that paint. Uh, the other way is to take a like two-inch by two-inch sample of the paint all the way down to whatever it's on, the wood, the drywall, whatever, send it off to a lab and have them analyze it. Okay. That sounds expensive. It can get very expensive. For a typical 2,000-square-foot house, we'll test 100 to 150 locations oh, in really? a house Great, Scott. with the XRF. Mm-hmm. Imagine taking a hundred no. plus samples, <laughs> two inches no. square. Your your house no. would not look good I'm after not that. I even pay the postage on that. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and and a seller is never going to allow you to yeah. do that. Whereas the XRF is non destructive. Yeah. So, um, we can also test um, the soil around your house. Like if you have exterior lead based paint, it will give off dust. And that collects in the soil. We can test the soil to tell you how much lead is in that soil. 
Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, but what about the DIYers that are like, <laughs> well, you know what? Home Depot probably has one of these kits down there that yeah. I can go test themselves. What- Save your money and just pull out a quarter and flip it because that's about the accuracy that you're going <clears> to <throat> get on those swabs. Really? Yeah, we cannot use those for testing. They are not accurate enough, and I wouldn't rely on them. Okay, so use a professional. Yes. All right, so cost-wise, what are we talking about to have you come out and test? Uh, we start at 375 Okay. So, and that's for up to 2,000 square feet. And like I said, same day results, um, and we can let you know what's going on. We'll let you know where the paint is, where lead-based paint is, and um, and if you do have lead paint, then we can also consult and advise you on how to deal with it, the best way to deal with it, depending on what you have in the house. So let's get an idea of that. So let's say that you got to remove trim, right? I mean, because you're not going to go through the hassle of that you just replace the trim. I would right. imagine, right? Yeah. So then, what happens with that? Does it have to go to the you know federal EPA office for <laughs> something or what? What, well, what do you, you do with it? You double wrap it in plastic and dispose of it in a landfill that accepts lead paint. Okay, so I couldn't just like put it in my trash. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> Is there a legal? Uh, there? there is. There are laws okay. dealing with disposal of it. Okay, so you you would be breaking mm-hmm. some kind of law, right? Yeah, probably. FBI <laughs> coming to your house. <laughs> just like my driving 110 miles an hour down the yeah, road. Right. Exactly. Nobody does that, Eric. No. Yeah, the key is you don't want to, you know, just sand it off. You know, take right. a paint scraper. Right. Especially not sand it off yeah, or no. scrape it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're, you're just, just going to create the, dust uh-huh. and more dust. Yeah, even more dust. <laughs> That's so. crazy. So get a professional in there. There are actually you know, professionals that deal with lead paint removal and abatement and all of that. So get someone in and um, and get it taken care of right. Because, and they call you to test it, right? Yeah. So, so how, do they, how do they get in touch with you if they want to do that? Okay. Phone number is 210-202-1974. Website is vhillc.com. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Next time my wife asked me to... To do some painting or sanding around a house, I'm be like, no, I'm gonna have to call Mike to yep. get all this tested, <laughs> right. and I don't know. Is if I your house built before '78? No, it isn't. No. But don't tell her that. <laughs> she, oh. I don't think she listens to this show. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I bet oh she my does. goodness! Well, thanks for that, Mike. We appreciate you coming in, man. Um, all right. So uh, next up on the show is Charles Levelis, the owner of Renovate Paint and Design here in San Antonio area. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Thank you. So you guys have been in business how long? Since uh, 2000. Okay, so you've been doing this for a little while. Um, and you enjoy what you do? You d- oh, yes. Yeah, and it's a family business, yes? It is. It's uh, wonderful to see a project go from the beginning to end and the happy faces that we get at the end of the project. Yeah, I remember reaching out to Carol, your wife. I spoke to her first, and she, I think she was very suspicious of me at first. She was like, <laughs> who is this? What do you want? <laughs> so, but anyway, you guys are very thorough. Uh, I, I mean, all communication with you guys has been top-notch and very thorough uh, which I like that. It's very careful and precise, which you need in home renovation, right? Because it's all about accuracy, communication. execution, communication, mm-hmm. all of that. All right. So uh, bathroom, a lot of people are doing renovations in lieu of moving, right? Right. In these times. So uh, bathroom renovations are something that come up a lot with you guys. So for someone like myself who might be really intimidated about that process, I have some questions about that that I'd love sure. to ask and get some insight uh, to my, to ease my mind because I know my bathrooms need renovating. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <laughs> going to be honest, right? But uh, but I'm intimidated by the process. So let's say I decide I want to do this and I reach out to your company. Tell me, what does that process look like? Okay. Uh, 25% of the time, people do have an idea of what they want. They may even have their tile selection and such. 
it's the other 75% of the time people call us out for not only a consult about design, but what am I going to do? What is the space going to be like? Uh, what is the, gonna, the vision going to be at the end of the process? So I help at the beginning to help them to determine what are you going to look at, the elements that go into it, tile, et cetera. But a lot of times what we find is people have either deteriorating surfaces in their shower bathtub area. Yeah. A lot of uh, the bathtub shower areas are being converted to a walk-in. So we first look at those areas and say, what's going on? And many times out of not, there's a leak, whether it's in the wall because somebody's installed the tile on top of sheetrock. Or we may have a leak in the plumbing itself. So we have to determine what's going on. And at that moment, we might go forward and uh, with a client and say, okay, this has to be remediated. What do you see most of, like people are looking to do in their bathrooms? Mostly to convert the surfaces you'll see, whether it's the countertop that has the Venetian marble, you want to come up with a uh, quartz uh-huh. uh, for the uh, tub shower, you want to uh, convert it into a walk-in. Uh, go ahead and do the uh, brush nickel on things instead of the sh- uh, shiny the chrome. <laughs> oh, the chrome. Yeah. Or the or gold. The no, thanks. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Speaking of pre-1978. <laughs> it is. It is. And we do have a lot of that 70s, 80s, and 90s. Even 90s mm-hmm. looks uh, kind of decrepit these days. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we just got rid of a 90s bathroom in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I saw one that was like all pink tile. No joke. Oh, yes. It was like completely pink tile. I just did alone for Diamond somebody in my house like yep. that. Oh, mm-hmm. crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, so obviously the the shower type thing but in the countertops, right? But what about a redesign on the layout? Because maybe they want to have a vanity put in that they can sit down and do their makeup or whatever. What are you? It's all about the size of the bathroom. Yeah. So many times out of not, you have the standard 24-inch cabinet, 32-inch cabinet, or 46. So it's all about whether or not we can go in and incorporate, um, for instance, a customer right now is going, let's add two sinks. We have one sink. So we're going to go in and add a second sink. We get the permits, we get the licensed plumbers in, and make the lines for the second sink, and are able to drop in a brand-new cabinet at that moment. That's a great, great point because – there are a lot of bathrooms out there with just one vanity and right. all this wasted space for counter, mm-hmm. and you got husband and wife Fight fighting over the sink, over the sink mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I like that. Or the other is in a master bath. You have that little sitting area, and people don't use it, yeah. so they say, let's fill it up with drawers, yeah. and it becomes Story. functional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So w- let's talk a little bit about improving value. So you come sure. in, you renovate, uh, let's say, and I think we talked about price. There was a price range that on average. Right. I know it's always going to be different, but what kind of price range are we 9, talking? Ninety five hundred to let's say if we're doing a, a, a hall bath up to eleven thousand for a master bath, it can be anywhere from. 14 at the low end up to 26 or higher, depending on the size of the master bath. But the plus side is they're going to increase the value of the home because they're updating Absolutely. everything as well. Absolutely. Right. I think you have to understand, though, one bathroom in the household needs to remain with a, uh, a bathtub in it. Everything else can, can be converted over. All these rules. Why does it have to be? Why? Why, why does there have to be a bathtub? <laughs> well, think about this. A lot of the families have young children. So you want to be attractive right. still to a broad range of people when you're selling your house. So that's the reason. But that's an actual rule, a law. No. Oh, okay, not, that's just no, a... No, it's just a rule of thumb. Okay, rule of thumb. I'm like, okay, well, you who just don't want to make everything up? a shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, the design process. Okay, so mm-hmm. again... One, layout is one thing, right? And then, right. okay, I want to go quartz instead of, oh. you know, whatever. But well, you're talking about the fun factor. When you talk about design, 
uh, I have a new salesperson, and we're always talking about how do we get this to come together. So we get the uh, homeowners together at whether it's uh, Triton, Florida Core, or some of our other providers, and just go over with them exactly what it's going to look like. Design, I love it to, uh, to bring it together. We establish where the uh, toilet's going to remain or move. Uh, sometimes we remo- uh, move walls. As long as they're not load-supporting, mm-hmm. usually we can move them without a problem. And you have to get permits for that also because anytime you move something, it needs to show up on the real estate plans that, hey, we have changes. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, it's, so doing a home renovation, it's like one of those things that if you're going to do anything more than change the faucet, I mean, mm-hmm. just bring in the professionals. It just changing makes out life- the toilet requires a permit. And really? Crazy. Yes. And if you don't get permits, the city can make you actually undo what you just did. Well, how do they know that I changed my toilet? They have their ways. I mean, I can see if you're putting in like a NASA toilet or something, that's something crazy. Right. But really, just changing out a toilet. A porcelain, trade permit's porcelain? fairly easy to pull, you know, for a plumber. So they can go uh, pull a trade permit. We're doing one for a valve change out on a uh, tub and a shower combo right now. And so we pull a, a trade permit for that. Well, that's a good reason to have, again, experts mm-hmm. on your side to make sure that all that stuff gets taken care of and you don't wind up with a problem when you're trying to sell your house. Right. Just do your research and make sure that you know if what you're doing requires a permit or not. Mm-hmm. Check I can't do city. research on that. I have to call well, Charles call here. Them. He'll do the research for you. Yeah. Yes, there you yeah. go. I like that. <laughs> I do research on other things. Yeah. All right, Charles. So um, all right, so we talk about design, layout, all of that. So, um, And then, of course, you sit with these folks, help them through the process, right. coach them through the process. Even go to the stores with them. Uh, we believe in a whole package. You know, if you're going to lead somebody through it, lead them all the way and get it where it's actually going to look wonderful at the end. We get so many compliments about that. So we want to make sure ele- every element, and I call the tile, the way it's laid, whether the grout line's one sixteenth inch or 32nd inch, whatever. It's all about getting the customer satisfied. I don't like grout lines because of the mildew. Okay, let's make mm-hmm. a mildew and disappear. You can make grout lines disappear? By not putting grout lights in, yeah, or getting a larger tile. Okay. So it all depends on the That's restroom or so. Lines. Bathroom is uh, design. You can't put a 24 by 24 inch tile in an 8 by 6 uh, <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> this is a little big, Yeah, right? a little big. <laughs> all right, Charles, so if, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? It's going to be renovatepaint.com, or you can uh, catch us at our home office, 210 also, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And what's your what's your? How do they find you on Facebook and Instagram? And just renovate, paint, and design. Okay, just so that's what I yeah. did. It's fairly easy to, to mm-hmm. search and find. Gotta be easy. All right, awesome. So it was a pretty good show, guys. What do you guys think? Good Great. conversation. Great. Yeah, you guys definitely a lot? covered a lot of ground today. All right, so if uh, you guys want to. Uh, Get in touch with any of these folks. Make sure you visit homebuyertalkradio.com or go to the information that they listed so you can reach out to them. Uh, I don't know why I'm tongue-tied at the end of the show, but <laughs> as we wrap up, a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch versions of the show on our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. This can be it for us. You guys have a great week. Thanks for coming Thank in, guys. Thanks yes. for having me.